0: love the Lord's house. You know, I still remember really the first time I ever came here it was like 15, 16 years ago and and uh I don't I, I some of you may remember that story but but I was uh, I was coming from the hotel and uh I, I pulled in the parking lot and I walked into the church and this lady met me and she said she said, oh, "Can I help you?" And She said, "Yeah, I'm I'm Philip, I'm ministering this morning." And she goes, "Yeah, I don't think so." <laughs> I walked into the wrong church. I walked into that. I walked into that assembly of God Church down there. <laughs> so, anyway, we all got a big kick out of that. That, that, that. that hadn't happened before. Hadn't happened since. But you know, it was worth it. You know, every once in a while, the preacher just needs to walk into the wrong, uh, wrong church. Amen. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who. Uh, who was who was preaching at a youth camp, and he had it all set up, he had a Harley, and he was going to ride right up to the front door, open it up, ride right into the chapel, and ride right up to the front of the stage and preach, but the problem was, he picked the wrong camp. And so, he come riding in on a Harley in the wrong, it was the wrong camp. And uh, anyway, anyway, good times, good times, but love this church, I love your pastors, and uh, you know, I, 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 I'm in around 50 churches a year, and I've been doing it for 16 years. And I'm telling you, out of all the pastors I know, uh, Samuel and Amy are the happiest pastors I know. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody happier than they They love what they do. They love each other. You know, you get around them, you know, and they're so sweet, you know, you get a cavity. Uh, you know, Pastor Samuel loves him some Amy. But they're, they're, some, they're the happiest pastors I know, and of course I am. The happiest evangelist you know, and so we always come together and we have a good time. And you know, really only get to see each other usually once a year, but as soon as we get together, it's like we saw each other yesterday. And that—that's kingdom, that's covenant. And uh, I just—I just love. Him. Matter of fact, I—it it meant so much to me that he was that he was part of our new book and and one of the many pastors who endorsed our book. And we'll talk to you about that here in just a moment. But come on, give Samuel and Amy a hand clap. Y'all are blessed. (laughs) Blessed, blessed, blessed to have them in your life. Hey, just a quick update. Just keep us... I know we got some prayer warriors in this church. Y'all just be lifting us up in prayer. We've probably got about, I don't know, 15 more churches to get to this year. But October 1, I get on a plane and head out to Tanzania, Africa. And uh, we're, I'm doing a it's an it's a open-air crusade with Dr. Egan and Hannah Falk. And I'll be preaching for about six days to over 1,000 pastors and leaders during the day. And then at night, be on that stage with Dr. Egan, watching him minister to those crusades run from ten to 15,000 people, and so uh, it, it's, it's going to be a great trip. It's going to be, be a long one because it's, you know, know if you know Pastor and Samuel, Miss Amy, they know, but it's two days flying there, and then it's two days driving to the crusade site, and then the crusade is six days, and then it's two days driving back, and then you get on a plane, and it's two days flying back, and whoa, don't that sound like fun? How many of you glad I got that grace on my life? Come on now. Going to, praise God. He's got that grace on his love. I don't want that grace on my life. But uh, we love it. So we fly out October 1st. I think I get back on the 16th. We're already making plans to be back in Australia next year and back in Bulgaria next year. And just love to go. Two-thirds of God is go. Amen. Just doing what God's called us to do and loving every minute of it. Loving every minute of it. Hey, uh, Miss Jazlyn. Where's Miss Jaslyn at? Jazlyn. J- doo, 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 doo. Where is she? She's, she's in the back. Sound booth. Uh, she's going to be back there at our table in the lobby. And uh, she'll help you. But hey, sign up for the Daily Move. It's a little email that comes out every morning. Uh, you'll, you'll get a new one for two years in a row. And they're real they, they take about ten seconds to read, but they'll stay with you all day. It's free, just name and email. If you want to partner with our ministry, no way in the world we could do what we do without churches and businesses and people that partner with us. Grab that envelope back there. But hey, we just released a new book. And it's called The Build. And uh, Pastor Samuel, he's in the book, endorsed it. But it's uh, it's all about leadership. You know, um, this is a book for people that want to leave the church Bigger and better than how they found it. They want to leave the church bigger and better and stronger for the next generation. And, and here's the deal. You, is it, you may not have ever thought about that before, but here's the deal. Do you want to leave the church better than how you found it? I don't want to leave the church worse than I found it. I sure don't want to leave the church weaker for the next generation. Amen? Amen? Let me tell you how I feel about the church. Great men and women of God, they come and go, they live, in the, they live and live and die. Come on, Pastor Otha, one of the greatest men of God I ever, I ever knew. He lived, but he died. Now he's enjoying heaven. Come on, he's, he's the happiest. Mm, he's having him some fun. But great men and women of God, they come and go, they live and die, but the church just keeps on going. And so uh, this book is nuts and bolts. This book is how, how much truth can I say in the least amount of words? And, uh a lot of practical stuff so hey then what I want to do I want to have a little fun because uh, you know, uh you know you know you, you you heard that say let it let it all ride on red come on <laughs> you know what i'm talking about there's 203 i call them nuggets builds uh just little truths in here and if you don't like one come on you ain't gonna like none of them but if you like one you like them all boy you said that's pressure so this is what I want to do Pick a number between, oh, you better better hear from the Holy Ghost right here. You better pick a good one. Because if you don't, then we're going to tell everybody you didn't hear from the Holy Ghost. Pick a number between 1 and 100. 49. 49. All right, let's see what he did here. Mm, Brother Bill, you don't know which one 49 is? I wrote it, but I don't remember which one it is. 49, 49, 49, 49. Oh, I like this one. You did good. Come on, we 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 need this one for the rest of the year. All right, turn to somebody and say get ready. This is not this this is just number 49. There's 203 of these. It says will not be offended. I will not be offended. This should be every supernatural leader's declaration in the kingdom ministry and church, you will get many opportunities to be offended. Can I get an amen? amen. People will be mean and insensitive. Can I get an amen? amen. Many people will not appreciate what you do. Can I you will be taken for granted. It will happen. What are you going to do? You and I are going to walk in love, not be offended, and build His kingdom and His leaders. That's what we're going to do. Come on now. That's good preaching. We ain't got time to be offended. People get upset in church won't take their ball and go home. That's not leaving the church bigger and better than how we found it. Amen. And so uh, the, book, the book's out there, and then I want to show you something. everybody say Tanzania, Africa? I want to give you an opportunity to sew into that into, into Africa, but at the same time, I want to sew something into your life. There's seven of these bags back there. Now, in the bag, first is uh, it's this media flash drive. It's got 16 of our series on it. Computer, Mac, PC, uh, car. Anything with a USB port, you pop it in and you get this supernatural Bible school. Everything we've ever done, 16 years of ministry, it's all on there. And we usually, this is, because it's over $500 worth of stuff. But we do this for $99. But I said, I want to sow something into your life. So in the bag is both our books. And so uh, there's seven of them. It'll help us with Africa. Africa. And after the service is over, I'm going to go back to the lobby and I'll be happy to sign the book for you and hang out with you and just uh, say goodbye and, and and hope you go have a great day. Amen. You can uh, cash, check, you can use your credit card if you want to. and Everywhere we go, you'll go. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet one more time. I want to pray and then we're going to jump into the Word. and I want to unravel a mystery. to you today. I love a good mystery. And uh, I want to show you one today that'll stay with you for the rest of your life. Whew. And it won't be nothing you'll be able to do about it either. It'll be too late. Father, we come before you in Jesus name. Thank you for this day. Thank you for these men and women of God. Father, thank you for all of these people that care about leaving the church bigger and better than how they found it. Thank you, Father, for these people that they, they live kingdom first. And, Father, we thank you for the Word today. Let it impact our life. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who's going to open up our eyes to see and our ears to hear. And, Father, we thank you everything today is going to be done in the mighty, incredible, holy, wonderful, amazing name of Jesus. Jesus. And again, Father, we surrender this service to you. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. I love a good mystery. I love a good mystery. You know, there are there are things that are in museums today that we still don't know where they came from or how they were made. There are things that are that are built around the world. We still don't know how they built them. There are things that are places where we to this day don't know how they got to where they are. I mean, there are this this earth is full of of mysteries, whether you're talking about the, the you know the, the pyramids, uh, you you got you got artifacts that have been found. Uh, one of them I was reading about the other day is called Damascus steel. Anybody ever heard of Damascus steel? Uh, it's in it's in museums around the world, but it's a it's a metal that was in the fifteen hundreds, sixteen hundreds, and it was formed around the area of India and Saudi Arabia, you know, in that part of the world. But this this metal it, it's, it, it has lines throughout it, and it has organic plant matter, and it's light, and it's bendable, and it's super sharp. And these blades are in these blades are in museums, but to this day, no one can match it. We can come close, but we can't match it. We've lost the, their recipe of what they forged. We lost their, uh, we lost, we maybe we've lost some of the ingredients, but we've lost the expertise. We we can't match it. It's a come on, say that word, M. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Well, I want to show you a mystery today, and I'm going to tell you what this mystery is going to do. First of all, it's, it's it's going to show you something very simple, but yet at the same time very powerful. The second thing it's going to do, it's gonna it's going to reveal to that it's going to reveal that you carry something with you twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. You're never without it, and you'll never look at it the same way again. And number three, what it's going to do, it's going to give you a supernatural focus. And I don't know about you, I could always be more focused. I have never been satisfied with my focus. I could always, come on, we could always be more focused on the things of God. And if there was ever an hour where it's easy to be distracted, man, we're in that hour. Come on, we got more distractions these days than, come on, social media and TV and politics and just entertainment and and, and not just stuff going on in the world, but stuff going on in our own life. You know, we we got... things financial things we're dealing with things in our body we got family stuff you know sometimes it's not our stuff we deal with it's somebody else's stuff we're dealing with come on y'all are everybody in here is spinning a lot of plates and what happens is you blink and a month goes by five months go by a year goes by and you realize you ain't not been focused Come on, and we haven't been being who God's called us to be, doing what God's called us to do, going where God's called us to do. We haven't been been building the kingdom like God's called us to build the kingdom. Why? Because we're distracted. Why are we distracted? Because we're not. The only reason man fails is because of broken focus. That's what this mystery is going to do. Now, let me share this with you. Years ago, you know, when I was a teenager... Uh, I stumbled across something that really changed my life. I realized that everything God does, He does in threes. I mean, it's really amazing. Everything God does, He does in threes. And so, you know, I I just turned 53 yesterday. uh, Well, the the 12th, whenever the 12th was. And uh, I've been collecting all these threes. And I'm not going to read you the whole list. But I I just want to make sure that you know what I'm talking about when I say everything God does, He does in threes. You ready? Sea time harvest. Inner circle. Uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. How many crosses? Three. Three things give light. Bethel, Gilgal, Mizpah, uh, healing, health, life. Uh, th- Peter denied Jesus three times. Threefold cord. Three woes. Three sides of the door. Faith, hope, and love. Fire triangle. Protons, neutrons, electrons. Do you love me? Three times. There was three temples. Gideon's three hundred. I mean, we're a we're a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. The outer court, inner court, holy of holies. I'm telling you everything God does, He does in. The list is long, long, long. Everything God does, He does in threes. Well, the Lord began to deal with me. I'm not going to tell you how I got there, but He began to deal with me about this another number. And I'm not a numbers guy. I I know a lot of people really get into that, and I don't have an issue with it. I'm not a real numbers guy, but threes always meant a lot to me. But the Lord started showing me something about another number. And it's the number, come on, five. Number five. Come on, everybody hold your hand up. Turn to somebody and fist bump somebody. Come on, just kind of give somebody a fist bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Don't hurt him. Come on, give me one of them good man-to-man handshakes. A lot of things you can do with this five that God gave us, isn't it? Come on, you can even do the high five, right? Yeah, five. Well... I had a thought and so I looked in the I looked in the Old Testament I looked in the Gospels and I, and I, went, I wonder how many incredible I know there's countless threes but I wonder how many amazing fives there are. And I wasn't looking for somebody that's 125 years old or in the fifth year. I'm talking about a five that's just amazing and big and just means something an amazing five and to my astoundment, you know you don't know, you know how many of them I found Can I give them to you real quick? You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to tell you the stories. Uh, the first one, the big one, the first one is in uh, Genesis 22. Do you all remember when uh, Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac? Amen? You know that in that story there are five things Abraham believed that righteousness was imputed unto him that he was known as the friend of God there were five things Abraham believed in that story here they are you may give them to you number 1 he believed in the supernatural birth of his son Isaac amen he was 99 years old hello when he had when he had Isaac number 2 he believed in sacrificing his son God told him to do it and he was going to do it wasn't he Number three, he believed in the three-day death of his son. Because it was a three-day journey from where God told him to do it to the place where he was going to do it. So for three days, Isaac was as good as... The fourth thing he believed, he believed in the resurrection of his son. Because when they went up the mountain, he told the guys, he said, hey, me and the lad are going up the mountain, we'll return. What does that tell you? That if I that, that even if I carry through and sacrifice him, what's God gonna do? He's gonna raise him up. And the fifth thing Abraham believed is that it would be seen on that mountain. Ooh, do, do those five things sound familiar to you? Come on now. What do we believe that righteousness that we become the righteousness of God in Christ? Come on. We believe in the supernatural birth of God's Son. We believed in sacrificing. Come on, that God sacrificed His Son. Come on, we believe in a three-day death. We believe in a resurrection. And we believe it was seen on that mountain. What do you mean seen on that mountain? Hey, young people, listen. In the same place that Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, that was the same place Jesus was crucified on the cross. Come on, isn't that powerful? Everything about that story reveals relationship. Covenant. Because of that five, we have a relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Let me ask you a question. How many of you want a greater relationship with God? How many of you are satisfied with your relationship with God? No, I, I, I want to know Him more. You said, well, Brother what does that look like? It's real simple. Remember, everything God does, He does in threes. I'm going to take you back to three. Your relationship with God depends upon three things. Number one, how much do you know that God's your Father? Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit is your friend. Come on, those three revelations determine your relationship with God. How many of you want to know Him more? I want to know Him more. I want to know Him more. The second one, come on, the first one was Abraham, the 22nd chapter. The second one is in 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17 is the story of David and... Goliath. He goes to the stream, and how many, how many rocks does he get out of the stream? Two? Three? How many? Five smooth stones he gets out of that stream. Five smooth stones. You know, everything about that story is, y'all ready? Victory. Victory. Come on, that day in Hebrew history, that was the greatest victory. Come on, that was one of the greatest victories in the history of that nation. Victory over who? Goliath. But who did Goliath represent? Goliath represent, represent, represented Satan, the kingdom of hell. Say, uh, Goliath represents sin. Come on, and sickness and disease and, and intimidation and control. And come on, and, and just anger and, and the demonic. And that day of great victory was won. How many of you would like to see some more victory this year? How many of you got some things you'd like to, like to see victory over? Come on, whether it's sin or fear or worry or doubt or anxiety. Uh, come on, an attack against you. How many of you this year, uh, there, there's probably been some things that happened to you that were your fault. But then there were some things that happened to you that you know it was just an attack of the enemy. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You want Do you want to see victory? Come on, I, I want to experience more victory. So come on, let's recap. The first one was relationship everybody say relationship the second one was victory come on everybody say victory come on september october november december four months of victory for the lord's house amen come on some everybody say this some goliaths are going down amen so we got relationship we got victory first kings 18 uh first kings 18 y'all know the story uh, Elijah, Elijah, he calls down fire. The prophets of Baal are killed, right? And then he goes to the sea and he tells his servant, he says, "He says, hey, I want you to go. It hadn't rained in decades and decades. It hadn't rained in so long. And he says, go to the sea and tell me what you see. And he comes back, nothing. Come on. He goes again, comes back, nothing. He said, go again and look. Goes back, nothing. Comes Seven times he goes and he comes back. But on the seventh time, what did he say? What did he say? He said, I see a cloud in the shape of a man's fist, in the shape of a triangle, in the shape of a rectangle. No, he said, in the shape of a man's five. Five. Remember, the first one was relationship, second was victory. Everything about this five has to do with outpouring. Come on, what does rain always symbolize? Outpouring, revival, an awakening, the former and the latter, right? Does America need revival? Come on, does Washington DC need revival? Do we need an awakening in this country? Is that what you want? Is that what you want to see? Is that what you want to hear? Man, I hope it is. But hey, forget about does Tyler, Texas need revival? Come on, don't you want to see an outpouring in this church? What about in your life? Don't you want to see an outpouring in your family, in your children, in your grandchildren? Come on, my wife dropped Madison off, my middle daughter at Texas Bible Institute yesterday. She's going to be out there for three months. You know what I want to see in her life over these next three months? I want to see an outpouring. I want to see an outpouring. So remember, the first one was relationship. The second one was victory. The third one was, come on, outpouring, revival. Come on, the fourth one was this. Let me give you the fourth one. And then you can look these up. Fourth one. The fourth one is in John 5. John, the fifth chapter. You ever heard the story of the pool of Bethesda? Come on, Jesus, he... uh, He walks in, and there's a multitude of people. And he walks up to one guy, and he says, Come on, do you want to be healed? I have no man. Bah, 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 bah. The man winds up getting healed. You say, Brother Philip, where's the five? How many porches did that place have? Five Five porches. Five porches. Do you know for centuries and centuries and centuries, there were historians that, that, that used that story to say the Bible's not accurate because... The pool of Bethesda had never been found. There is no pool of Bethesda. So that's it. That's a mistake. You know what they found in 1967? They found the pool of Bethesda. Were you there? And how many porches? Five porches. Different levels. Who's was there. See? Everything about that story is about what? The healing power of God. Come on. Us walking in divine. Oh, come on. How many of you want to experience healing in your body? How many of you want to see healing in someone's life that you love? How many of you want to walk in divine health all the days of your life? How many of you want to be serving God in your 80s? Just come on. Right? Right? Man, I want to be in my 80s preaching the gospel all over the world. But in order for that to happen, I've got to to get a hold of that five. I've got to get a hold of divine health. And I want to be a vessel that the divine healing of God can flow through. What about you? First one was relationship. Second one was victory. Third one was an outpouring. Fourth was healing. And the last one, come on, right there. It's in John 6. John 6, John 6. Uh, 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 come on. Uh, He said... Multitude of people, 5,000 men, probably had two or 3,000 more children and women. And he said, give them something to eat. And he said, all we've got from a little boy is how many loaves? Five loaves and two fishes. Everything about that five is provision. Come on. God wants you blessed to be a blessing, not broke to be a burden. Let me say that again. God wants you blessed to be a blessing, not broke to be a burden. God wants you to have more so you can do more to build the kingdom. Come on, blessing of the Lord makes rich. He wants wants to Deuteronomy 8.18 you. He wants to give you the power to gain wealth so you can establish His covenant around the world. Everything about that five is He wants you blessed to be a blessing. He wants you to have enough to have your needs met and have enough left over to meet the needs of the kingdom. He wants to give you enough divine provision to complete a divine assignment. Amen? Yeah. He wants to bless you. Matter of fact, He wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. The only problem, and the problem's never God, the problem is us and what's in between our ears. Come on, can I share something with you that'll change your life? I had a, I had a, I had a man of God sit me down. He told me this story, and it was a story that was told to him. And I tell you what, I, I, it just, it just, I don't want to say haunts me because that's a, that's a negative connotation, but it stays with me. That pastor asked me, he asked me three simple questions. He said, "When you think of water, what do you think of?" And I said, "Well, you know, think of water, glass of water." Oh, okay, it's good. He said, "When you think of wood, what do you think of?" And, you know, I think think firewood, you know, I love a good fire. I'm ready for it to get cold. cold. He said, when you think of rocks, you know, what do you think of? Think of rocks. He goes, you know, that's the issue right there. He said, when God thinks of water, he doesn't think of a glass of water. He thinks of oceans. He said, when God thinks of rocks, he doesn't think of gravel. He thinks of Mount Everest, Smoky Mountains. He said, when God thinks of wood, He doesn't think firewood. He thinks, come on, the redwood forests of California, the baobab trees of Africa, the, the bunion trees of, come on, Solomon Islands. Do y'all see the difference between His ways and our ways? The difference between His thoughts and our thoughts? Come on, He wants you blessed to be a blessing, not broke to be a burden. Come on, He wants you to have more so you can do more to build the kingdom. Look at the five again. Number one, come on relationship with God. Number two, victory. Number three, an outpouring. Number four, healing. Number five, come on, provision. Watch this. Anything and everything you've ever prayed in your life fits into one of those categories. There's the kingdom right there. It's right there in your hand. Every kingdom desire you've ever had in your life for you or your church or for your family or for a friend, it fits into one of those categories right there. Oh, Father, I just want to know you more. Oh, Father, help me. I need to overcome. I need a victory. Oh, Father, pour out your spirit. Oh, Father, heal me. Heal my friend. Oh, Father, meet my needs according to your... Come on, it's all right there. Hold your hand up and look at it. It's all right there. And you carry this thing with you everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Now, Pastor, it's interesting that if you Google five, you know what it'll say? It'll say five is the number of grace. I think that's interesting. I think that's ironic. Because here's the thing about those five things, you don't deserve any of it. Do you deserve a greater relationship with God? No. Do you deserve victory? No. Do you deserve, come on, an outpouring? No. Do you deserve healing? No. Do you deserve provision? No. No. We don't want what we deserve, do we? I'm going to tell you what we deserve. We deserve to bust hell wide open. But God's amazing. It's not because of what we do. It's because of what Jesus did. Well, none of this comes into your life because you you, you earned it. Or you deserve it. It comes by what? God's amazing. And remember, grace is like banana pudding. Come on, you just can't get enough of it. But here's a million dollar question. How do we... Uh, How many of you want this to manifest in your life more? Turn over to Mark 11. I want you to see this with your eyeballs. Turn over to Mark 11. How do we get this to manifest in our life more? More relationship. More victory. More, 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 more outpouring. More, 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 more healing and divine health. More provision to do everything God's called us to do. Come on, I'm tired of rocks and firewood and and, and glasses of water. And I want to start living forests and oceans and mountains. I don't want you broke to be a burden. I want you blessed to be a blessing. How do we manifest this in our life? Look at verse 22. It says, have faith in... Come on, the Word of God tells us the just shall live by... When I come back, will I find faith in the earth by faith by faith by faith, and then he says verse 23 now I'm going to read it but I want y'all to look up here because I'm going to show you something you've never seen before I told you I'm unraveling a mystery first of all you just found out the kingdoms in your hand anything and everything you've ever prayed in your life according to God's words right there you've had it with you the whole time it gets better We're unraveling a mystery. Look up here. For verily I say unto you, verse 23, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Brother Phil, that's just a coincidence. Come on, there's a connection. The only way you're going to get those five things to manifest in your life is by faith. But what specifically is that scripture talking about? It's talking about mountains, right? Look up up here. Look at eyeballs to eyeballs. Look up here. There's a mountain in between you and your relationship with God. There's a mountain in between this church and revival. There's a mountain in between, between uh, uh, you and victory that you're looking for. There's a mountain between you and your healing. There's a mountain in between you and living a blessed to be a blessing life. There's a mountain. Everybody say, there's a mountain. Now listen, God ain't going to do nothing about that mountain. God's not in the mountain moving business. Quit talking to God about your mountain. That scripture doesn't say God's going to do something about that mountain. What does does that scripture tell us? Who's to speak to the mountain? We are. God God, God doesn't move mountains. He told you to move them. Come on, you want more relationship? Speak to the mountain by faith. You want more victory? Speak to the mountain. You want more revival? we got to speak to the mountain. Come on, there's something. There's a mountain. Let's be real specific. Between Lord's house and the revival... There is a mountain. So what is it? Don't know. But it's a mountain. How big is it? Don't know. But it's a mountain. Who's got to speak to that mountain and command it to be moved and cast into the sea? We do. Woo, and that mountain only moves when it hears faith. Still, Brother Philip, just a coincidence. Look at the next scripture. Look at the next scripture. Before I read verse 24, let me say something about verse 25. Verse 25 says, and when you stand praying, forgive. What verse 25 is, it's an amendment to verse 24. In other words, he tells us some things in 24, but in verse 25 he adds something to verse 24. What what does he add? Forgive. So, I'm going to read verse 24. You look at my right hand. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire... When you pray, forgive, believe you shall receive them, and you shall have them. Kingdoms in your hand, you carry it with you everywhere you go. See, if we really believed, verse 25, pastor, we'd be desiring more. We'd be wanting more. If we really believe that scripture... Come on, you wouldn't let this world put a cap, a ceiling on what you want. Brother Philip. though, what should we want? Relationship, victory, outpouring, healing, provision to do what God's called us to do. Amen? If we really believed that Scripture, wouldn't we be desiring more? No, we're too busy worried about gravel and firewood and water when God wants us to want, come on, oceans, forests, and mountains. If we really believed that Scripture, we'd be praying more. I don't know about you, I've never been satisfied with my prayer life. So if you're in here and you've never been satisfied with your prayer life, uh, you're in the same company as me. We all could pray more. We all could pray more. And this man knows what praying more looks like. Because Pastor Otha, you know telling how many 40-day fasts that man went on. He led a life of prayer. They probably, have just enough, they probably have just as many memories of that man sitting at dinner table not eating than they do of him eating. He was a man of prayer. How many of us could pray more? Spend more time in the presence of God? If we really believed that scripture, we'd be desiring more, we'd be praying more, we'd be forgiving more. Can I tell you something about that unforgiveness? It's the monkey wrench that's messing everything up. You know that bitterness, that grudge you carry? It's a, it's the monkey wrench that's messing everything up. It's the monkey wrench that's causing those five things to manifest in your life. We got to get rid of it. Listen, listen to me before you leave this building. If you think there's even a slight possibility that you might have some unforgiveness in your heart towards someone, come on, then just forgive them again. Do you understand? Keep forgiving them and keep praying for them until there's no emotions attached onto what they did. In other words, you could could stand up and, and talk in detail what they did to you, and it wouldn't move your emotions at all. Why? Because you've forgiven them. Amen? Well, I just don't know if I could do that. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know what people have done to me. But you know what? None of us have a clue what they did to Jesus. Come on. What's the last thing Jesus took care of on the cross? Forgive them, Father. Come on, if Jesus can forgive us, what can we do? And I want to remind you of something. You know how in detail you remember every ought that's been done to you? You know, it tickles me, Pastor. People say... Well, I'm just not a preacher, and oh my gosh, I could just never get up in that pulpit and talk about anything. I'd just pass out. That's just not my anointing, and that's just not my personality. But you know what? If you told someone, hey, I want you to come up here, and I want you to talk about the day that you were hurt the most by somebody. Do you know what every one of you could do? You'd walk up there like John Wayne. Well, I want to tell you what, it was 1973, it was a Tuesday. Seventy-three degrees out there. Bonanza was on. There was a breeze coming in through the window. I had the red shirt on and my come on, my was that? Black socks. And I walked in and I said blah, blah, blah. And then they said, said blah, blah, blah. And then I said blah, blah, blah. And then they said blah, blah, blah. And then they said blah, blah, blah. And I didn't want it hurt me so bad. And there's not a day that goes by I don't remember what they said. Huh? You remember it like it was yesterday. And all these emotions. And you're like, when did that happen? Like last week? No, 20 years ago. What happened to that personality of yours? What happened to I'd get nervous? But here's the thing. How many people have we hurt? You don't remember that, do you? What about the people you've cursed? What about the people you've been mean to? Come on. What about the people that you said something and they're out there in the world somewhere and they remember what you said like it was yesterday? It's amazing how much we remember how we've been hurt, but how easily we forget all the people we've hurt. We need to forgive more. Turn to somebody and say, we need to forgive more. If you even think you've got some unforgiveness in your heart, you need to let go of it. Because ultimately, here's the thing, hurt people hurt people, and you become who you don't forgive. We'd pray more, we'd want more, pray more, forgive more. We would believe we receive more. That's the hard part, Pastor. You know when we want to believe we receive? Is when we receive. Well, I'll tell you what. When it's in my hands, I'll believe it. That's not faith. That's what the world does. It says believe you receive when you pray. Well, how can I believe I receive something when I pray? Come on, that don't even make any sense. What about when someone calls you and say they've put something in the mail and it's on the way? You believe you receive then? You don't wait to get happy when uh, it arrives in the mail. As soon as someone texts you, calls you, and say, Hey, I've put a check in the mail, and it's on the way. Don't you get a little happy? Don't you smile? Come on, don't you tell your wife, Hey, so-and-so texted, so-and-so called and said, There's a check on the mail. Don't you get happy then? So you got more faith in the post office than you got in the Word. It says, Believe you receive when you... So the evidence of believing you receive when you pray is some joy on your face. You need to send an email to your face and tell it to smile and get excited and have some joy unspeakable and full of glory why? Because I have I have I have prayed and I believe I receive. And so I'm I'm happy cuz it's mine. And if we do that we'd have more. More of what? Relationship with God, victory. Come on, outpouring, healing, health. Come on, hold your hand up again. There's the kingdom. You've carried it with you the whole, your whole life. One of the first things that came out of Jesus' mouth, and, and, and I know he was referring to something else, but I just believe it's part of the mystery. He said, repent because the kingdom of heaven is at ten seconds, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. But when I do, I want you to stand up focused. Because what happens in churches all over the world is when the pastor, the preacher says, stand to your feet, everybody checks out. They start reaching for their purse, they reach for their phone, they they start getting ready to go, and what happens? It grieves the Holy Ghost. Because the most important part of this service is not a minute ago it's next. Are y'all with me? Come on, stand to your feet. Praise team, if y'all could come up. Kingdom's at hand. You carry it with you. Isn't that it's simple? But let me bow on it. What do you think the cross was all about? Calvary? What was accomplished at the cross? Because of the cross, because of Calvary, we had a greater relationship with God. The cross was the greatest victory, that God has ever seen. Come on, at the cross it opened up the door for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the day of Pentecost. Come on, at Calvary, by those stripes were healed. Come on, at the cross, at Calvary, the door was opened so we could be blessed to be a blessing what do you think heaven is? Heaven for eternity is going to be ultimate relationship with God. Ultimate victory. Ultimate, you're going to live in outpouring every day. Ultimate divine health. And there's not an ounce of lack up there. And God wanted you to have a revelation of this so much that He gave you another five in the epistles. You didn't think I forgot about the epistles, did you? In Ephesians 4, there's another five. He gave us apostles, evangelists, prophets, pastors, and teachers to teach us that we can have a greater relationship with God, live a victorious life, live in outpouring, walk in divine health, be blessed to be a blessing. And the way we manifest that in our life is by faith. By desiring more, praying more, forgiving more, believing we receive more and... There's there's the kingdom right there. That's far cooler than Damascus steel. Or how all those hundreds tons of rocks got up in the king's chamber in the pyramids. The greatest mystery is right there in your hand, not in a museum. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This mystery I unfolded today, this realm, this revelation, you can walk right into it and you can walk it out. But it's going to require something, and it's going to require something more than just knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior or going to church or going to heaven. And I'm so glad you're saved, and I'm so glad you know that Jesus, uh, that, 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 that you're going to heaven. Uh, and I'm, I'm so glad that you're in church today. But listen, you're not going to see the manifestation of these things by just knowing Jesus is your Savior. You got to know Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Oh, there's so many believers in churches. Pastor, they know they know Jesus is their Savior, but they don't know Jesus is Lord. Lordship is I want to be who you've called me to be. Do what you've called me to do. Lordship is Jesus you lead and I'll follow lordship is jesus i don't want to i don't i don't want to drive i want to ride and you drive come on lordship is something more and in order to see these five come on rams manifest in your life and to walk it out you've got to know jesus is lord with every head bowed every eye closed i'm not asking you say i'm not asking you do you go to church or have you been water baptized i've been real and raw with you i want you to be real and raw with me you say brother philip I, uh, I need to make Jesus Lord of my life. I need to rededicate my heart to the Lord. I need to put the kingdom first, not tenth. I want to make Jesus not just my Savior, but I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. No one's looking around. I'm not going to embarrass anyone. But if that's you, just lift your hands all over the building right now. Who wants to do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hands going up everywhere. Come on. A few more seconds. Come on. Give me th- three. D- don't wait. Today's the tomorrow you talked about yesterday. Come on, lift your hand and say, Brother Philip, I need to make Jesus Lord of my life today. Yeah, 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 thank you. Put your hands down. You're okay. Keep your head down. I'm I'm going to go ahead and put my hands up on this one. We'll see if you'll join me. Hey, Brother Philip, I need to get more focused. I've been distracted. I've been distracted. Storm circumstances spinning plates what's going on in the world unforg- unforgiveness I, I've been distracted I need to get more focused on the kingdom I need to get more focused on what my hand represents I need to get focused I need to get focused if that's you all over this building lift your hands come on who who, who say, brother Philip I need to get more focused I need to get more focused I need to get more focused I, I, oh Pastor Amy I need to get more focused Thank you, Father. Now, every head up, every eye open. One one more question. I'm talking to the Lord's house, I'm talking to this church corporately. Could this church be more focused? On doing what this church is called to do. Bringing people into a greater relationship with God. Victory. Outpouring. Healing. Provision. Come on. Could the Lord's house be more focused? Come on. I'm talking to you. lift your hands if the Lord's house could be more focused. Hallelujah. This is what I want to do. If you lifted your hands for anything. If you didn't lift your hands. no matter. I want everybody to come up to the altar. Come up here. Don't get in a line. Just come stand wherever you want to stand. Aren't you glad you get to take your hand home with you? You get to take your hand home with you. And every time you look at it, you're hmm, there's the kingdom right there. It's pretty cool, isn't it? That's cooler than Damascus steel. the kingdom right there. I had it with me. I had it with me the whole time. I look at my hand now, and I'll get that prompt, and I'll go, Oh, Father, I want to know you more. Victory. Father, pour your Spirit out. Father I want to walk in divine health And I want to be a vessel That the healing power of God can flow through Oh Father I want to be blessed to be a blessing Not broke to be It's right there Pray this prayer with me We got to make Jesus Lord of our life You got to mean what you say And say what you mean It's got to come from your heart Come on let's let's... Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Come on pray this prayer with me Everybody say Father I love you Thank You for sending Your Son Jesus to die on a cross for my sins. All my regrets, all my guilt, all my bitterness washed away in the blood of Jesus. Jesus, I've received You as my Savior. I'm born again. I'm heaven bound. But on this day, I declare for all of heaven and hell to hear, that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. Jesus, you lead, and I'll follow. This day, I step into a focus. I put the kingdom first. I'm going to have a greater relationship with you. I'm going to live victory, not defeat. I'm going to believe God for outpouring in my world. I'm going to walk in divine health. And I'm going to be blessed to be a blessing. thank Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody just stay down here, but everybody take about four steps back about four steps back before I turn things over to Pastor Samuel we can do this it will be so easy somebody say easy why? because the anointing is here God's glory is here and that glory and that anointing has broken every yoke of bondage and it would be so easy right now for you to reach out with your faith and receive anything God has for you and everything God has for you take just a few more steps back if you have any kind of pain or soreness or stiffness I mean, Brother Philip, I'm telling you I've been hurting all morning I've been hurting during this service and I'm tired of hurting and I don't want to hurt my back my neck, my shoulder, my knee uh, my foot arthritis, I'm tired of hurting I'm tired of the pain, I'm tired of the sick I'm tired of hurting if that if that's you, just lift your hands. Who, 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 who's hurting? Okay. Can y'all just come gather right up here in the middle? Just come up here, gather right here in the middle. Don't get in a line. Just, just gather, huddle up. I want to pray for you. Yeah. Yeah, if you're hurting. Yeah. Let me just, yeah, let me just ask, a, ask a few of you. Where are you hurting? Your back's hurting? What about you, buddy? Your back? yeah your fingers hurting what about you sweetie your whole body what'd you do just your job what about you where are you hurt your knees hurt? yeah what about you arthritis where does it hurt the most your feet yeah what about you buddy your knees hard work or accident or arthritis pastor said in your hands what about you buddy in your neck? Did you do something to it, or just hard work? what's that both? Yeah. What about you? In your back, Miss Kathleen. What about you? Just all over, man. What about you, buddy? Your back, your legs. What about you? Just all over. Your hands. Yeah, what about you? In your neck. A lot of pain up here, huh? Yeah. Where do you hurt the most? All over. What about you? Your throat? Your neck? Your neck? Yeah. Now you said your knees, right? Is it both of them? Oh, is it, it's, a, it's a... You had a knee replacement? And it's just... Is it always hurt? Stiff? When does it hurt the most? When you go to bend down? Yeah. You got this knee replacement and you're hoping that the days of pain would be over with... But then you find out it's not. So not only are you dealing with the pain, but then there's the disappointment. Because you had your hopes. Can anybody relate to that? You know, do something for me. Take this on his shoulder right here and take the weight off that knee. That's the knee, Right? So just t- take the weight off of it. You got it? All right. now, that, that probably doesn't hurt, right? All right? Everybody listen to what I'm fixing to tell him. So we'll, we'll pray here in just a second. Look up here. You know, in Acts 3, it says, silver and gold have I none, but I tell you what I do have, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And that guy got up and walked, right? Did you know you and him got healed the same day? You and that dude, that was laying by the gate beautiful years ago he didn't get healed that day and you didn't get healed today but, you, but y'all both got healed on the same day do you know every person that's been healed in the last 2,000 years they all got healed on the same day When Jesus took those stripes on His back. You're not getting healed today. You got healed 2000 when Jesus took those stripes on His back. This is just the day you're going to receive it. So I'm not going to ask God to heal you. Why would I ask God to do something He's already done? He got taken care of 2,000 years ago. All we got to do is reach out and receive it much jesus loves you and he don't just love you he likes you and he's got a plan for your life and you're going to live that you don't have to because see i know i've connected with you But more importantly, you connected with Jesus. It's already done. I'm going to count to three, and I want you to put all your weight on that knee and just kind of roll it around a little bit. And I think you're going to be amazed at the difference. You ready? Because while we've been talking, God did something. Did something. Did something. You ready? One, two, three. Check that knee out. Can you march a little bit? Yeah, how's that feel? It feels good. We didn't even pray, did we? Isn't God good? So that guy in Acts 3, y'all got healed on the same day, didn't you? Now everybody come gather around and touch him and touch somebody touching him. Quickly, come on. Come on. God's fixing a drop. The glory's fixing to drop. Either touch him or touch somebody touching him. Touch him and touch somebody touching him. Touch him and touch somebody touching him. Touch him because oh, y'all all got healed on the same day when Pilate took Jesus and he, and he, and he tied Him to that stake and they took those cat 9 tails and 39 times they ripped His flesh and they ripped the muscle and they ripped the bone and by His stripes we were healed. And every person that's been healed for 2,000 years, they, we've all, they, all, have got, they all got healed on the same day By Jesus' stripes, we were healed. So, demonic power, I rebuke you, I bind you. Sickness, pain, soreness, we rebuke you. We bind you, we command you to go. Father, I thank you right now. I thank you right now. That, Father, the healing power of God is being received. Their healing is being received. Their healing that was provided... At Calvary is being received by the muscle, the bone, the nerves, the blood. Oh, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Their healing is being received now. Darkness is fleeing and light is flooding their body. Life is flooding their body. Oh, I thank you. Pain is flooding their body. Father, their body is catching up to the healing Oh, thank you, Father, that it's come on, that it's that it's oh, that it's catching up, it's catching up, it's catching up. Bodies are rebooting, joints are rebooting, backs are rebooting. Oh, it's it's catching up, it's catching up, it's catching up. Now it's done. Now just be real still. Thank you, Father. Did you get healed today? Oh no, sweetie, I didn't get healed today. I. I, I got healed on the same day the guy got healed in Acts 3. No, 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 I, I didn't get healed today. I got healed on the same day the people in the Branham and the A.A. Allen and the Oral Roberts meetings got healed. I got, the, I got healed the same day they got healed. No, 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 no. I, all the people that were healed back in the 40s and the 50s, in the 60s and the 70s, in the 80s and the 90s. I, I got healed on the same day they all got healed. On that day that Jesus took those stripes on His back. Be real still. I'm gonna to count to three, and I want you to begin to move your body. I want you to do what he did. I want you to move your body and find out what's done. And when you begin to move your your back, your neck, your legs, when you get up, when you begin to move, you're gonna be amazed. You're gonna be amazed. You're gonna be amazed. That the pain's gone, the soreness is gone, the stiffness is gone, and the look that was in His eyes is going to be in your eyes. And remember, you didn't deserve any of it. It was all by God's amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Make sure to give Jesus all the praise, glory, and the honor. Because I'm not a healer. How can I be a healer when everybody was healed on that day? Y'all ready to find out what God's done? And I mean, I want you to, oh, don't you hesitate. As soon as I, as soon as I let that third number come out of my mouth, you start moving every inch of your body and you're going to be astounded at the difference. Y'all ready? One, two, three, move your body. Begin to move your body. Move your neck around. Move your hands. Move your, uh, move, move, move. Somebody take off walking one way. Take off walking the other Woo. Come on, keep moving. Move your shoulders. Move your neck around. Move your hands, move your elbows, your wrists and your knees and move and move and move. And move. Can somebody lift up the name of Jesus? Ooh, hallelujah. What day did you get healed? I got healed on the same day the guy in Acts 3 got healed. Ooh, thank you, Father. I love it. Hey, watch this. Look around. If the pain's gone, the soreness is gone, the stiffness is gone, you're like, Brother Philip, I'm not hurting no more. It's gone. Lift your hands all over the place. Ooh, come on. Somebody give Jesus a hand clap. Hallelujah. Be seated. Listen, if it's better, but but it's not 100%, keep praising God that it's done. And keep moving. I said keep praising God that it's done and keep moving. Keep your switch of faith turned on. Pastor, come stand beside me. Everybody everybody get your kingdom out. It's time to get focused. So now when you fist bump, come on, it's kingdom bumping kingdom. Come on, boom. Come on, when you shake somebody's hand, come on. It's the kingdom coming together to do something bigger than what we could do on our own. Come on, when we give that high five, come on, we just play like the devil's in the middle of the slap. Come on now. Ah! Who's leaving more focused than they were when they walked in? I love y'all. Thank y'all for going to Africa with me. Thank you for believing in me all these years. Sure, believe in y'all. Let's finish out the year strong. I'd like to believe the next time I come, next fall, y'all in two services. I hope that next year y'all have to deal with someone sitting in your chair. And you have to live with the audacity that some visitor would walk in this church. And sit where you always sit. And then you'd have to remember about the forgiven. I love y'all. Pastor, I love you, brother.